Welcome to Before You Go podcast. Uh, my name is Alex, and I'm here with my partner, Jed. Here we talk about uh, issues dealing with wanting to leave the church or what may cause you to, to leave the church before you go. And so that's what we want to discuss is different issues and work through them before you actually go and leave God's people and Christ's bride, the church. Right. And if you have left uh, to try to help process through it in a way that allows you to receive some healing um, in order to consider coming back and or making that step, maybe you're at that place where you're ready to um, head back to a church or, you know, work, work um, toward that, you know, even further. And anyways, we're really um, just really believing that God desires for believers to be in community. And of course, there's um, scriptures for that. But today, before we continue down that road, we are going to talk about something that's very near and dear to our hearts, uh, which is pretty much the usual with our conversations. But we're calling it today the cost of connection. And the reason that we have uh, titled today's show The Cost of Connection is because over the years, as Alex and I have served in pastoral ministry and been serving in churches, we have lost relationships. Um, some of those relationships have been developed over years. And, you know, for one reason or another, there, there begins to be a disconnect. Um, there, there begins to be uh, issues or, or a riff in that relationship. And it eventually leads to not having a relationship with someone anymore. And I know you don't have to be in church for that to happen. Um, that happens in the workplace. It happens over silly things like sports. It happens over really important things like family and um, just the way the devil wants to dis, uh, divide. But today we're, we're going to talk about the cost of connection. And um, one of the things that we see within the church is, um, and again, not just within the church, but within community, is there will always be points of contention. So Alex, just kind of kicking that back to you. Um, what are your thoughts when you think of how a, a family or a church family um, connects and they deal with points of, of conflict and there's a cost to that connection to have a relationship um, because then there's always the, the impact of that uh, whenever, whenever there's a, an issue that comes up. Yeah, and uh, I, I love that you open that up where uh, these these topics aren't distant from us. They're not just out there. We're theorizing about them, but no, we're there. We we've been through the betrayal. We've been through the slander, the spiritual abuse, and um, and exactly. Then it opens up. Well, I don't want to go through that again. I I, I don't want to even go to another church because what look how it happened last time. And so that's exactly what we're talking about here. The cost of connection. There's a cost that it might happen again. There's a cost to that. But as uh, we want to look at today is that it is worth connecting with God's people in the relationship with God's people. It is That is all worth the possibility for it to happen again, the hurt to happen again. And so we, we want to talk about that, the, the cost of connection. And I know I didn't really touch on what you just said there, Jed, but uh, continue on, Jed. Well, and I guess the thought that came to me, even as you were sharing that is whether or not we leave the church, we're still going to experience the cost of connection unless you move into a position of being totally secluded. Um, mm. And and that's not, I mean, I would say pretty unlikely is that a healthy spot. One of the things I was thinking about, Alex, we always um, talk about the, the Bible, which we should. And um, you were sharing about how Paul 
kind of experienced the that cost of connection. But before we uh, talk about that, I, I was thinking about how the devil desires to um, divide, devour, to conquer. And the reason that this particular episode with the cost of connection is so, I think, near and dear to our hearts is that we, we know that the devil wants to isolate people away from other believers. There is um, sometimes a strength and, and a confidence that comes with being a part of a group. And um, naturally, whenever we are alone or we feel isolated, we can become an easier target for him. So um, we know that the devil's constantly working hard to, to bring disconnection. He's constantly working hard to bring division. And again, even if you're not a part of a church, you don't need to be a part of a church to experience these things. And so whether or not um, you're, you're, you're a part of a church or not, you're going to experience a different type of cost to being connected to people, but God calls us to be in relationship. And so, you know, Alex, before the show, you were sharing a little bit about uh, Paul's life from Second Timothy. And how about if you pick up from that point where we see this in scripture? Yes. So uh, I think Paul is a good illustration of the point we're trying to get. So you've got Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, going across the, the Mediterranean Sea, whether that be uh, Asia Minor, and then you've got the Southern Europe. You've got that area that Paul's going around. He's going to different people, connecting with them. He's, he's planting churches. He's connecting with a lot of people. Uh, and the point we want to make here is that he's investing uh, so much. He is, he is open to connecting. He's, he says in his letters that he's anxious for the churches, that he's anxiety for the churches. He, that's what he's thinking about. He, he's thinking about these people. He's, you hear the longing in the letters that he sends. I'm, I'm longing to see you. I want to see you. And so you see, he spends so much in these trips to connect with churches. So you got Paul, a man that, that just wants to build up the people of God in that area. So he's open to that connection. And I would say he, he, the cost of connection, Paul pays it. Because what we also see with Paul is this guy is slandered to no end by these false teachers. He, uh, the Judaizers, uh, the super apostles, as Paul says sarcastically, uh, he, he, he's slandered nonstop. He, he has to defend himself at times. Uh, so he's slandered. He's attacked by different Jews, like literally stoned almost to death. Uh, he goes through so many trials, just in, like in terms of shipwrecks and all these types of things. He's chased by, by the Jews, by the Gentiles. This man goes through a lot. And not only that, then we get to 2 Timothy, uh, possibly one of the last letters that he wrote. Uh, and he says, uh, he says in the first chapter, all in Asia, they've left me. That they, they just turned away from me. They betrayed me. He talks about, he calls out two people, the Phygelus uh, and Hermogenes, that they've, they've just abandoned me. These, these people that he invested so much in, they're gone. It's like the, the betrayal, as we talked about before, the slander. Uh, Paul, he, he counted the cost. And yet he continues writing to the, the churches and just goes and goes and goes. And so we see Paul, a man who counts the cost, that the cost of potentially getting hurt, that is worth paying if he can continue to connect in union with God's people. Well, I'm really excited to, um, to share a few thoughts and connect with that. But before I do, Alex, you know, I've shared this with you in many conversations off podcast, but I love so much um, your grasp of the Bible. And um, I'm just so grateful to be able to do uh, this show with you and, and, and really, really, really thankful 
um, for your hard study, because I know that um, that doesn't just happen, but you've put so many hours into teaching God's word accurately. And so anyways, I just wanted to tell you that as you were starting to lay the the groundwork for the situation that Paul was experiencing, but there's one word. Thank you, Jen. I, I, I do appreciate that. I, I don't overlook that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, one of the words that you used was so profound. Um, you talked about investment. Now, typically when we think of, you know, investments, many of us think of our 401k or Roth IRA or what, you know, whatever the investments are um, that you're watching stock market, you know, and you're watching these things and your desire is that it would continue to grow. Now, I'm just trying to slow this down a little bit because uh, I want us to feel that you, you desire for your retirement to grow. So you've invested money and by the fact that you're not withdrawing it, you're, you're wanting that money to make uh, more money. Like there's an investment occurring. Now that happens within our relationships too, because when we give people time or we give people energy or we give people access to our heart, um, there is something that we, we are then investing ourselves into that person. Uh, and you referenced Paul and how he had invested, you know, these three missionary journeys. Well, and I mean, really the fourth one where he's going to Rome, but um, he invested his life. He literally was so changed by the truth of who Jesus Christ is that he spent the rest of his life wanting to uh, help others to come to a relationship with God through Jesus. He invested himself into these relationships um, into other disciples, into church leaders, and many of them were faithful and others were not. And like you draw, uh, were able to draw out some of these people he references by name because the church would have known them. Now, we don't happen to know those people that Paul's referenced, but we do know people in our own stories, again, as we've, as we've um, you know, been in church ministry who have, I'll say, kind of ended up in in a similar spot where uh where we where we we would say that we've come to a place where we've lost connection there there was a cost to uh, exposing our hearts to them there was a cost of investing time and energy and love and care um pastoring is a little bit different than you know maybe somebody that you train at work you know when you train someone at work it's easy to be like well I hope they get the job and I hope they like it um and I hope they understand things because because then I don't have to retrain someone. Um, pastoring or, you know, working with your own family is a lot different because these are people that you aren't just concerned that they do well at work. You're concerned for their spiritual well-being. And so um, I'm trying to bring it to a point, but when we experience, um, you know, a relationship that's severed through ministry, and when you as listeners have received or worked through a relationship that has been severed through ministry, there is a depth of pain that is really difficult to explain. Um, it's, it's difficult for us to understand. It's difficult to explain because it is so near to the core of who we are. And I believe that's because we have Christ in us. They have Christ in them. And so there is uh, a depth to that pain that really it's hard to put words to. Do you mind if I put you on the spot, Jed? I 
I know where this is. I have a feeling where this is going and I'm very comfortable with you putting me on the spot. Okay. Uh, a family walks into your office. The husband's there. Um, or let's say the family's not there, but the, the husband comes in and you know who he is. He's got a wife, he's got kids and he's, he's a broken man because there's been uh, things being said about him. He's thinking about leaving the church. Uh, his wife is in, in it just in, it shattered because her, her friends, she, she just found out that her friends have been saying all this stuff behind her back, uh, what she's been observing for months in this slow distancing. Uh, the, the fear of what was going on is actually true, mm. that, that, that all that stuff was happening. There was these things that were being said about them. Their kids' uh, relationships with their best friends is now gone. Their kids feel like they don't have any, anyone else to, to connect with because they're, the parents who were making these horrible accusations against this family, they're taking their kids away from their kids. And so you got this man in your office and he, he's lost any kind of hope of wanting to be with the church because he just got burnt. What do you say to him? Why is it worth it to continue? Wow. Um, that wasn't where I, I thought this was going to go. I thought you were going to ask me to share about um, a recent, you know, the most recent situation where I've experienced this, but the we'll story, <laughs> well, the story you just described though, is painfully similar to things that you and I have seen um, over the years. And, and so many other people in church have experienced, they've heard about, they've witnessed. Um, you know, Alex, I think if I'm totally transparent or the best I can be in, in this moment, um, I want to weep with that person because the damage that was done through the gossip, the slander, the talking about people behind their back has so impacted this family that now a, a, a man, in this case, you described a man, wants to give up on the church that not only impacts him, okay, that would be horrific enough if it impacted just him, where he's now no longer wanting to spend time with God because he's just so um, much in despair. And, and it, it would impact him and the future people that he would connect with, right? But it actually impacts his family, his wife, because um, it's going to be very difficult for this husband to be able to provide the love and care and nurture that God calls him to, if he's not able to let God work through him. It impacts the way that he parents, um, which then will, of course, impact the the spouses that his kids choose to marry. I mean, you are talking about the legacy, the legacy of a family being forever changed because of sin, because of gossip, because of slander, because of pain. A person's legacy, a family's legacy is impacted. And when I think of the weight of that, um, like I'm, I'm like, wow. But the story that you shared is not unusual, unfortunately. It's something that we experience uh, at different times as families are just sharing this. So now, how am I going to explain to this guy why he shouldn't quit. The only thing that I can come back to is, is helping him to see a couple of things. One, God is with him in his pain, 
And as horrific and painful as this situation is, God has not left him and God is not pleased with the damage that was done. And that, um, you know, I think of where the Bible says, God will vindicate the righteous. So like, I want to, I want to offer him hope, but also help him to see that Jesus loves the church. He loves the bride so much that he will not quit on her. He won't. And I would try to help this father to see that um, despite the pain, despite the the healing that will need to occur, despite the con- confronting of sin that will need to happen, I would try to encourage him and, and um, pray with him to help him to hang on. But it's not hanging on for uh, a person necessarily. It's hanging on for, for hope in God. Um, because that's what God desires for us is to be together. So I know I just kind of like processed that with you out loud, but uh, every pastor handles things a little differently. And Alex, I would love to hear how you would handle that situation. Well, first I want to say thank you. And uh, for those listening, that hypothetical guy would actually be me in uh, recent situations. And so I wanted to share that just because I think that uh, is realistic in the connection and so no i really appreciated what you had to say um when it comes down to it practically uh on top of what you said there is it kind of what you were kind of going through at the end is um why pay the cost of connection to stay committed to the church uh is is kind of going back to the scripture that the only thing unique about these people is that they're the bride of Christ. And I don't mean to make that simplified or to in a bad way, but this is God's people. This is the, the covenant community. This is where the promises of God are. Uh, it can be a horrible bunch. And I say that knowing that we are a part of that bunch. Uh, don't like, like they say, if there's a, a perfect church, don't go to it because then it'll be imperfect. And since we bring the imperfection with us. But my point being is this, is this is God's people. Uh, this is where God's promises lie. And I go back to what you said there with the legacy uh, as, as a husband, as a father, as a, as a leader in our workplaces, as a leader in our communities. That's all going to be just absolutely leveled if we're not in union with God's people. Alex, thank you for taking the risk to... Um to be vulnerable. Um, you know, we're, we're asking listeners to be vulnerable with God, be vulnerable with themselves, uh, in order to continue to process through healing. And I applaud your courage. Um, and I wish that we lived closer cause I, I would give you a big hug, although you're pretty strong and, um, I'm concerned you'd take me down instead, but you know, dude, I, I really appreciate so much the courage it takes to, uh, confront, these things and you know that that example uh, just really makes my heart ache for you and also uh, hope that God will continue to bring you and your family through um, this situation our commitment yes yeah our commitment and we have talked at length about this is to Jesus and as a result that impacts uh, how we invest our time and how we invest our lives. And people will 
leave us. People will say things that they shouldn't. Uh, people will mistreat us. But somehow we, we can know with confidence that God will never leave us and that he will never forsake us. And I don't mean to just use the, 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 the cliche of, you know, the Bible verse there, but Alex, there's a difference when we embrace it. And I know that you have chosen to not embrace how you feel, but you have chosen to embrace the, the truth of what God's word um, is. And, and I just am really grateful. Um, mm. Yeah. What are you, you know, what you want to share any more to that? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to bring this around. We're talking a lot about the, the cost of connection. Let me to, let me just kind of bring it back to it's worth it. And like when we, when I talked about Paul in like second Timothy, when he goes on saying that all those in Asia, they abandoned me, they're gone. But then the very next verse, he says, may the Lord grant mercy to the household of Anisperus. Why? For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. He goes on saying that when Anisperus arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. And you very well know the service he rendered at Ephesus. And so we we're talking heavily about this cost of connection, but it is worth it because you got people like Onesiphorus who is not ashamed of you, who goes out, who refreshes you, Paul says, and then serves. And so, uh, yeah, the cost is heavy, but Jesus Christ is worth it and his people are worth it. Amen to that. Listeners, as always, we, we do want to encourage you, if this has been uh, healing to you and, you and you know that there are people in your life who this could, could help bring healing to them, we want to encourage you to share that with them, share the episode. We also want to encourage you to hit subscribe. If you hit subscribe every time well, we release a new episode, which is about every two weeks, that's kind of the goal, sometimes a little bit quicker than that, um, then, then you'll get a notification, of course, and you can continue to listen along. Uh, but it's our joy to be able to continue to do our part the best we can to help bring healing and minister to the to the bride of Christ globally. Um, Alex, any other thoughts before we we sign off? No, that sounds good to me. Okay, awesome. Well, listeners, until next time, God bless. God bless.